Welcome to the Small Business Whole Health Podcast. We help you stay happy, healthy and whole so your small business can thrive and stay vital in this ever-changing world with holistic coaches and small business owners, Jill and Dan. Hello and welcome to the Small Business Whole Health Podcast. I'm Jill and I'm here with my podcasting partner, Daniel. Hello, Jill and hello, listeners. Hello, listeners. And today is a special Christmas special doubly special um (laughs) we are talking about um pagan traditions of christmas the things that you might not realize that we do but are actually ancient before the dawn of christianity and christianity kind of hijacked some of the stuff and um the stuff that we do today that you probably don't even realize around christmas so it's quite interesting isn't it dan yeah so this one's not necessarily around health or business (laughs) but i was thinking if a lot of us kind of have a break over Christmas and we we change our lifestyles a lot over Christmas, especially kind of that two-week period kind of leading up to Christmas and then between Christmas and New Year. And all our health and business things all go to pot and it's because of this tradition. But mm-hmm. you think, where do these traditions even come from? None of us even know, really. And um, you know a bit more about this than me, but we get a lot of it from paganism. So yeah. it's kind of good to know where it comes from, um, even though it might not change the way you celebrate Christmas, knowing a little bit of the history of me even doing a bit of research, I found it quite interesting. Yeah, well, it's a bit like when we let you loose with your um, conspiracy theory podcasts every now and then. Just got to get it out. It just festers <laughs> inside of get, get it out. So it's good to deviate away from the, the main. And it's Christmas, so what's a better time to deviate away? So like you said, um, most of these traditions come from pagan paganism. So I just want to say a little bit about what paganism is. Because you didn't know what a pagan was, did you? No, so, I've, heard the, I've heard the term. I've heard you use it a lot as well. And yeah, and yeah, so, yeah. So probably a good idea to know what it is before we get started. <laughs> yeah. So a pagan is a sweeping term, really. It's an all-encompassing term for uh, basically um, anyone who worships more than one god. Um, so things like the Romans before they turned to Christianity, the Celts, the Druids, all of those kind of people, Anglo-Saxons. Anybody who um, worship multiple gods, basically. Pretty simple explanation. Makes sense to me. Yeah, cool. Right, let's go then. What's your first one, Dan? Well, the a lot of the information I read was kind of around, it was kind of the time of the year. So, yeah. So it was the, I mean, we all know nowadays that the winter solstice comes on December the 21st, which is the, the day in the year when we get the least sunlight. And then after that, leading up to the summer solstice, we gain time. Um, where we gain sunlight every day. So a lot of ancient cultures of paganism, they honoured this day mm. and they, they rested over this period and they feasted and they wished each other good luck for the harvests next year because they knew after the winter solstice that the, they were going to get more daylight every day. So I think that celebration, I think even just that simple fact alone is what we carry over into Christmas. It's like celebrating, treating each other and the, the gift given as well. When they were celebrating, it was called Saturnalia, the Romans celebrated. They would give one person one gift, and this was intended to bring good luck and a bountiful harvest the following year. So that's where the gift given comes from as well. So even little simple things like that, just the time of the year, 21st of December, is so close to what we would celebrate Christmas on. That's just kind of the lines have blurred a little bit there, and we've just took it on into the 25th, haven't we? Yeah. Yeah, cool. Um, did you know that the winter solstice is movable? It's sometimes on the 22nd, isn't it? Yeah, it moves between the 22nd and the 21st. I think mm. that's what, obviously, it doesn't move. But 
the calendar date that it yeah. arrives on moves a little bit. So yeah, so that whole of Christianity of Jesus being born at Christmas is all signifying the winter solstice. So it's um yeah, all comes from the pagan and you know like when the Romans the Romans have got a lot to answer for really because when they converted to Christianity they just had a lot of their festivals that they just incorporated into the to the Christian calendar just so that they could blend the two really together so that they wouldn't get a lot of opposition from people going well we normally have Easter on this day and stuff like that so obviously they didn't call it Easter but you know what I mean in bollock whatever they called it yeah a lot of them a lot of the traditions we now do are like a just this mix, this amalgamation of Romans, Druids, cultures that would celebrate Saturnalia, Christianity. It's just one big mishmash. And it just comes like around the same time of the years when they did stuff and some of the traditions cross over. And that's what we've come to today. Plus today we have a lot of influence from marketing and things like that as well. Yeah, absolutely. So it's, um, yeah, so it's all just kind of a mishmash, really. And all these things that we take for granted as a set in stone never were in the early days anyway. Yeah. So, so that's the first thing. So the time of the year when Christmas is, that just comes from the winter solstice and the Romans who celebrated Saturnalia, or the, the god which was Saturn. And they did it for a week between the 17th and the 24th of December. So that's where we get the time of the year from. And the the second thing, which I found, thought was the most interesting really was comes from the German pagan tribes yeah. um, and they used to worship a god called Odin he was an old man with a long white beard yeah. so hence hence Sounds our image of familiar. Santa Claus as well yeah. yep and he had an eight-legged horse called Sleifner again sound familiar mm-hmm. we just change it for reindeers um, mm-hmm. and this and this eight-legged horse would ride through the skies and in the winter um, kids would leave strong carrots for the horse and Odin would reward them with gifts so that is very, very similar to what we do, isn't it? Absolutely. It's all like, it's dead interesting, isn't it? All these things are just echoes from the past that we keep yeah. up. Even That's... even that last one, so down to the, so the, the kids would leave straw and carrots for the horse, but they would leave them in little booties, like little socks as well. And that's where even the stocking comes from uh, so right, even down yeah. to little things like that we, we we just carried on that tradition and i would say 99 percent of people don't even know where that came from i didn't until i read about this and it's quite interesting yeah and then the uh, wiccan festival of yule where we get yule tide from is when the day after the solstice so you've had the darkest day and then yule is when the sun starts to rise again ah right okay so yeah so they were all about as uh, Making sure the sun came back, weren't they? <laughs> Us northern tribes people. Yeah, because it's it, life revolves around the sun. If it was permanently winter, nothing would survive, would it? So they, they worshipped the sun essentially. Yeah, and they worshipped, they worshipped like you say, Saturn, the sun. There was a lot of um, astrology, wasn't there? So, like the three wise men, they were said to be astrologists, weren't they? Following the star. Oh, uh, yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. It's it makes it's pretty logical sense when you think these where these traditions come from, but. We just get caught up in the hype of buying gifts and and the whole Christianity thing, don't we? Exactly, exactly. So um, mistletoe, should we talk a little bit around mistletoe? Yeah. Uh, greatly revered by the Druids. This is the healer and protector. Um, it's careful to cut to ensure it never touches the earth. They wouldn't let it touch the earth. Um, its magical properties are believed to be connected to the fact that it lives between the worlds, between sky, heaven and earth. 
The white berries and mistletoe represent fertility, and that's where kissing under the mistletoe sometimes comes from as well. Yeah, the the information that I read was it said they did a little bit more than kissing underneath the mistletoe. Ah, oh, did they? Yeah, yeah, because the apparently the Romans <laughs> believed that mistletoe honored the god Saturn. And, Again, uh, they, love, keep, they love Saturn, didn't they? Yeah, they love Saturn. So to keep <laughs> to keep this uh, god happy. They would perform fertility rituals, which is just a, another name for getting it on underneath the mistletoe. <laughs> Performing a fertility ritual. <laughs> yeah, I think we we just tamed it down a little bit. <laughs> and the druids as well. I don't even know who the druids were. Do you know? <laughs> I've heard the, I've heard the term, but <laughs> yeah, yeah, the druids were like the ancient wizards. Merlin was said to be a druid. Um, they were meant to perform things around Stonehenge and stuff. You know, today there's still the Druids who want Stonehenge to be opened up to them on Midsummer's Day and stuff for their ceremonies. I reckon you could easily be a Druid. I reckon I am. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyway, the Druids the Druids also thought mistletoe um, symbolised peace. Even if two enemies, if they were to meet in woodlands, which were contained in mistletoe, they would actually call a truce with a day. That's how strongly they believed in the mistletoe. Cool. So Holly, let's have a good Holly. Holly's, um, uh, Holly... The spiky bits of holly are said to repel unwanted spirits. Mm-hmm. I do with a few of them right now. Newborn babies used to have to be sprinkled with holly water, water in which holly had been soaked, especially potent if left under the full moon. Um, so holly is sacred to the Germanic tribes um, and symbolizes everlasting life, goodwill, and potent life energy. Its red berries represent the feminine. And together with mistletoe, they represent the sacred marriage of the year between the sun and the moon. Oh, wow, there again, more astrology. Yeah. I found uh, when I was researching that, again, the Romans believed it was connected with Saturn. I think they just thought everything was connected with Saturn, you know, like, so there's <laughs> just a bit of a blanket statement. Um, but they would exchange wreaths of holly, which is meant to symbolise good luck. Oh. Ivy, have you got anything on Ivy? I've I got. I've mm, got a little because the holly and the ivy um, as a symbol of immortality and resurrection, growing in a spiral, reminding of his reincarnation and rebirth, sacred to Osiris, where his death and resurrection was a central theme in Egyptian religion. Sacred also to Dionysus, god of vegetation blossoming and the return of spring. So, did, did you find anything? Because we would. The tradition these days was would be a wreath. So the Romans would make wreaths and exchange them for good luck. But we hang them. We don't exchange them. We hang them on our doors. I mean, is that? Yeah. To me, that would symbolise trying to and either bring good luck to your home or to repel bad spirits yeah. or something. Yeah, and apparently the wreath is um, a symbol of a, a wheel of life, oh, and yeah. uh, these became um, so they were decorated with candles horizontally that they became Christian when they were put horizontal. So the, when you're hanging them on your door, you're actually pagan. <laughs> <laughs> and um, when, so when the Christians, when Christians were still persecuted, they started um, using holly and ivy to disguise their their Christianity. So it was like to hide, to blend in. They put, uh, right. they put that up because the Romans loved, as we know, loved the God of Saturn around this, time and holly and ivy represented him um so they would kind of represent themselves by that and i think putting a wreath on the door was a sign that you were a christian as well so that other christians could uh, recognize them but yeah wreaths are the wheel of life that's where they came from ah there we go see 
we dig deeper into all these traditions and they're all they we, all go back. So we're digging deep. Yeah. So the next one I got was a wassailing. I'm probably pronouncing that wrong. It's probably Here got go, wassailing. Have you never heard the song? Here we go, wassailing. No, I've never heard it. Oh God. So yeah, I know I'm I'm not a druid such like a, you. I don't know these things. <laughs> such a 1990s. Thing. You had to <laughs> sing it at school. <laughs> um. So wassailing, which you used to do, uh, was singing. <laughs> to banish evil spirits and bring good health. There used to be such things as wassailing groups um, who would go through villages and they would sing songs, but they would also drink a version of mulled wine. So in that, that's where mulled wine comes from. Um, mm-hmm. But then in the 13th century, St. Francis took inspiration from this singing and introduced it into Christianity in the form of carol singing. So again, one tradition transitioned into the next, gets transitioned into... You know, even pop culture, things like this. We have Christmas songs these days. They might not be mm-hmm. carol singing, but carol singing is probably different to wassailing. It just, it just moves with the times. It it stays roughly the same, but there's little alterations every time. So like Slade and Shake Stevens will be passed down through history. And <laughs> yeah, Mariah Carey's. <laughs> Cliff Richard. <laughs> <laughs> like we worship the gods of Mariah <laughs> and Cliff. And yeah, mulled wine. Comes back, so these wassailing groups used to drink mulled wine when they were going from, from village to village. I reckon village, that you know? was, as well as being a druid, that's probably a wassailer in another life as well, you know? Yeah. We've probably just discovered you're like, you're just a reincarnated reincarnation of a, a druid, a wassailer. Druidic wassailer. <laughs> um, okay, the Yule tree, the tree, Christmas tree, um, introduced into modern times, apparently by the German Prince Albert in Victorian times. And everybody adopted it because what Queen Victoria had, we all wanted. In ancient Rome, pine trees were an essential part of goddess groves. And on the eve of midwinter solstice, Roman priests would cut down a pine tree and decorate it and carry it to ceremonially to the temple. Again, no surprise. The information that I got was um, the Romans (laughs) during Saturnalia again. Um, so this yeah. was between the 17th and the 24th of December, like we already <laughs> said, when they were worshipping the god Saturn, which sounds like they did like 24-7 pretty much. I think they loved him, didn't they? Yeah. Um, they hung small ornaments on trees outside the houses, which kind of represented this god Saturn or even the, their family's patron saint. So they would hang stuff on a tree, again, which is exactly like what we do. Early Germanic tribes, again, I know you said, they hung candles and fruit on the trees to honour that god Odin, who we spoke about earlier. Again, this was during the winter solstice as well. So the whole time and thing, that's just another indication of why we do it at this time of year. Cool. I've got one more. Go for it. Candles. This is the Festival of Light. You know, the Jewish festival, Hanukkah. Hanukkah is a festival of light. Um, and the tradition of lighting candles is a popular. Red, green and gold are, are the symbolic of the returning sun and of Yule. Um, so combining all those things together creates the light, the festival of light. It all comes back to pretty much, like we said, like astrology, the winter solstice, because it all revolved around like you had to move with the sun mm-hmm. and you had to, you know, plan food for the harvest and you yeah. couldn't do things in winter. So when you couldn't do anything in the depth of winter, you celebrated and then you wish people good luck for when the sun is more bountiful, that you were going to have a good harvest. So that's essentially where it comes from. And then, a little bit of a mixture of kind of when Christianity came around of kind of trying to disguise yourself and that type of thing. Um, but there's a few other traditions like which we do today. I wonder where they came from. And I bet the aren't linked to Christianity or Druids 
Like, I wonder why you have turkey. I wonder where that comes from. Oh, yeah. Never thought that wasn't in me things. If any listeners can... Um, I bet it's Victorian. Sh- Vic- I bet Queen Victoria ate it once at Christmas. Uh, yeah, be similar. She would have been gifted a, a turkey from Germany or something. Mm. Books, books fears in the morning. I wonder where that one, that one came probably from. Probably Queen Victoria. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Advent calendars. Um, yeah. Oh, so, so one... Um, like we were speaking off air, the image of the traditional Santa Claus, some of it comes from that Germanic paganism where it was the the god Sleifner, uh, uh, the god Odin. Mm-hmm. He would have a long, he would be an old man with a long white beard. But mm-hmm. the traditional Santa that we see comes from 1930s advert by Coca-Cola. We all know the Coca-Cola adverts are massively influential, even to this day. But back in the 1930s, they depicted Santa as in a red, kind of furry costume with a long white beard and glasses. So that's the, that's probably where that comes from. Again, with a little bit of a mixture of the ancient, ancient pagan traditions as well. Yeah, interesting. I mean, can you imagine like, if you lived like where we live or even further north and you get to winter and there's like the sun's setting at like three o'clock and I know they didn't have time then, but it led early. You're like, there must be anything. God, shit, I hope it comes back again. Yeah, they, they, they probably thought, right, it might never come back. Let's just have a party and just and hope it comes back and celebrate feast because tomorrow's not promised. Yeah, exactly. So mm. yeah, celebrate your Christmas, guys. Because um, yeah, worship the sun, worship the moon. I'll be out there because I get out on winter solstice. <laughs> She's allowed out. <laughs> that's, very, that's very symbolic, actually. Talking yeah. about you being a druid, you've got COVID, and your final day of quarantine is on the shortest day of the year. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so I'll be out of the woods. The first place I'm going on that day is right, right up the woods, top of the woods with the dogs, and yeah, I'll be doing. I'll be laying some holly at the bow of a yew tree. There's probably a bloody full moon as well. <laughs> I'll be praying. <laughs> I'll be thanking the gods of COVID. <laughs> but listeners, if there's any more, if there's any more Christmas traditions, and you do know where they come from, you know, like we said, things like why do we eat turkey? Why do we hang certain things on the tree? I don't know, whatever Insult. it is. Because yeah, there's, there's loads which we probably haven't even mentioned, yeah. really. Um, and they will all come from, might not be even like as go back as paganism, but everything originates from somewhere. So let us know where that comes from, yeah. Yeah, indeed. And what we should say is, listeners, thank you all for listening to... Listen, I can't speak. I've got COVID. That's my excuse for everything. <laughs> <laughs> can't do that i've got covid um so thank you for listening to us this year um we've had awesome listeners this year haven't we done and we appreciate every one of you who gets back to us and says you've enjoyed it or if you've got any topics for us we are always happy to hear yeah we've got a back catalogue of 88 episodes i want to say when this one gets released so if you've got some time off work or stuff over christmas and you're getting some nice winter walks in Get, get us in your headphones because there's, yeah, if, if you get COVID, <laughs> in the house. get us on the radio because, uh, like you said, we've got 88 episodes to listen to, ranging from all things health related. So, and obviously we, we, uh, we tend to go off on some, some tangents and we diverge into some weird territories. So it'll keep you entertained. Yeah. So onwards and upwards into 2022. Let's hope it's a better year. I'm not finishing this year very well on a high, but you know what? Like it could be worse. It could be worse. Yeah. Yeah. So um thank you all for listeners listening. Have a very happy Christmas or whatever you celebrate, the festival of light, the 
Druid ceremony. Sat- Saturnalia. <laughs> Saturnalia, if you worship God of Saturn, I'll be up yeah. there, Woods, worshipping him. When I get yeah. out, um, and we'll see you all in the new year. Yep, see you soon, everyone. Bye.